This is the Criterion Increase Podcast. I'm Jared Duncan. Yeah, RJ Bailock. And we're just two guys who have no other choice now but to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're uh, getting we're what? Po- political. We're doing what? We're making land deals. You know what deals? Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not familiar with said thing. As we watch Spine 355 in the Criterion Collection, Francesco Rossi's Hands Over the City from 1963. Oh, but first, RJ. Yeah. Yeah. What a what a peculiar day of weather today has been. Uh, yeah, it was real horseshit because I uh, I woke up and uh, yesterday I've been checking the weather all week. Yeah. Because we we got um. We got open soil outside uh, in buckets, and mm-hmm. I got a rain barrel that overflows instantly, and I have a, a line, but I don't have it always hooked up because it's kind of like, you know, in the middle of stuff. Yep. Uh, and uh, I checked, and I saw on the forecast 35-degree heat for like five days and then maybe showers. So I was like, all right, I can just leave things as they are. I don't have to get too excited. Don't have to get too excited. And this morning, I'm having my coffee, and I look, and uh, I see 90% chance of rain. And I said, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I said, where did this shit come from? So I had to run out there and put a tarp on uh, on things and get my line set up. And uh, guess what, Jared? No rain. Never rain. Yeah. Never rain. Lion ass weather channel. It sure, you know it sure looked like it was going to, though. I mean, it, it did. It definitely it, did. It didn't feel that way. It looked like it, though. No, it never, it never actually rained. Precarious situation, indeed. Precarious. It's too bad. You know about precarious things, Jared? Oh, I do. Uh, what was your weather situation like? Were uh, you upset with the weather? Um, I would have liked some rain, you know? You would have liked some rain? Yeah, take the edge off. In what capacity? I don't know. It seems like a good thing. All of when, them? When, when you're in the middle of like a, of heat, heat warnings. It's, heat uh, wave. It's probably good for uh, vegetation. Heat wave. Yeah, all our flowers are dying. Probably. I water them, like, the way I'm supposed to, but... That's a waste of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's there, though. If we don't water them, what's going to happen? You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's a a good way to have a nice, hefty uh, water bill. Actually, Actually, so, like, when we moved in, we weren't doing any watering, and then we got our first water bill... And it only went. It only increased five dollars with the watering that we were doing. So I was like, "That's not bad, I guess." You watering you know? a lot now, though. Uh, here and there. I I looked it up, and the way you're supposed to water is infrequent, deep watering. Mm. So don't water every day, folks. Not no. every day. God, don't. Nope. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Just give it a real good douse once in a while. That's right. Let, once, let, keep it keen. Treat it mean. Keen. Ooh, is that uh, how you approach your uh, relationships and your romantic it, endeavors? It, it is not, RJ, but, I mean... No? What about you? Well, I'm married, Jarrett. You know? That's, that's not an answer. Well, I'm, I'm a married guy, Jarrett. It's, no. uh, it's uh, well, a thing. All the, all the rules are out the window? Yeah, kind of. No. Hey, speaking of neighborhood stuff, uh, you're in this neighborhood. Have you had a lot of um, door-to-door uh, knockers recently? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah? Okay. I had one today. Have you had the pest control guy? Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Okay, so uh, some guy... I have pest... a, I, I do work for a living, RJ, so I, I'm not around for these uh, these house calls. Well, they come in evenings. They come oh. in evenings. 
Well, I'll get that to look forward to, as yeah. does the rest of the, the the Creeps universe. Give it 20 minutes. I bet there's a knock on your door. And you know somebody who it's going to be? Some guy will go, hi. He's going to say hi. Are you, are you, do you have a wasp problem? He said, hey, listen, I know you don't like door-to-door salesmen. None of us do, is how he, <laughs> he, he started with me. <laughs> and, he, and he laughed. I see you're wearing, and he said, "I see you're wearing a manscaped T-shirt." Actually, so not this guy, but uh, there was a window washer boy who. Uh, yeah, you mentioned it. this. He, he commented on it. Yeah, that's good. But um, what was I going to say? There was a, the pest control guy um, did mention my mustache. He said, "Whoa, nice mustache, buddy," and I went, uh, "Thanks." <laughs> I was like, "Thanks, man." He's like, "Yeah, I'm working on something myself." And I was like, "Okay." And then, and then he was like, "Yeah, I know nobody likes door-to-door uh, salesmen." And I was like, "Okay." He's like, "We're doing pest control stuff for ants." He's like, uh, "Can I tell you about it?" And I went, "I got a level with you, buddy." I said, "I'm not gonna do it." So, and he's like, "Well, you know, a lot of the." He's like, "You know your neighbor over here, you know Paul?" And I was like, "Yeah, I know Paul." He's like, "He's gonna do it." And I was like, "Cool." I was like, "Good for Paul." He he wasn't pushy after that. I I was. You know, and then I, then you say, yeah, Paul. I don't think much of Paul. Say, yeah, Paul's a real piece of you, shit. And you say, yeah. you and you say, you let Paul know that. Said so you let him know. You go back there and you tell him what I said. Enrique, you tell him I said that. Yeah, my name's Enrique. Enrique um, Gonzalez. No, Enrique. Uh, it's got to be something like not Enrique, like Stalin. Okay. You know, you know, real smooth, swerve. real smooth swerve uh something like that i mean you got anyway. that hey you got that mustache i got that mustache it yeah. is I mean, uh, it, some might say it's stalin-esque I, well <laughs> gross of stalin much like maybe. your uh, political views well and, not and, in and, and your uh relationship uh methods stalin-esque not, well in practice yeah. yeah not in not in uh theory but in practice oh that's better yeah yep. yeah so anyways, uh, when you get that guy, um, see if he m- mentions your physical features in any way. Yeah. Yeah, like, because... Wow. What, are you, what are you packing down there, buddy? Say, what you got it's going like, on down what, there? What the, what the fuck? What? What, what are you doing here? Yeah, bring I, up like I, that. Too. I ain't your bud, bud. I ain't your pal, friend. Yeah. That kind of, that yeah. Kind of thing, Jared. That, that, oh, yeah. Escalation. Yeah escalation so anyways i was just curious if you've gone i've had a uh, window washers telus guys um this pest control guy the telus guy was the weirdest he's like let me guess you're with shaw and i was like yep and he's like let me guess you got internet and i was like yeah and he's like i'm pretty good at guessing and i was like okay dude <laughs> uh he he was the worst one and then you go guess what guess what happens next I said, yeah. Well, he was like, let me guess what you're paying. Uh, 130 I was like, nah, dude. I was like, we pay $80 a month. And he was like, what? So what kind of plan you want? I was like, the Shaw plan. And we're not interested in changing. See you later. So anyways, that guy was weird. That guy was weird. You, you, you owned him. Well, no. I mean, I'm not like mean to those people. Other than there was one time, one lady was really, really pushy with uh, Andy. It was like for sponsoring some like dying kids somewhere in the world right and uh they're like well can we get you in and she's like well uh andrew's like well if you give me a card or something i'll look into it and she's like well no we don't do that anymore it's only online door to door and i was like oh i'm not interested then and she's like really you're not interested in helping someone 
And she's like, not if it's just through you. She's like, give me your card. And she's like, we don't do cards. She's like, I can't believe you wouldn't help someone. And she's like, well, she's like, the fact that you're not like letting me look into your organization anymore. She's like, seems a little bit out there. So she's like, so no, I will not be helping those sick kids today. <laughs> and they have, the, and they have you to blame. And they have you to blame because you have no validation. That's a weird model, though. Hey, the the lady was like. She's like, we we no longer do a website. You have to do a door to door. And Andrew's like, okay, then see you later. Hmm. Definitely not doing that. That was pre COVID though. I haven't seen those people again since. So hopefully COVID got them. Interesting. Oh, like it finished them. I I'll let you fill in that gap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like you like look. you fill in other gaps. It's like, look, we're here to help the children, and by me help, I mean make sure they don't get vaccinated. Yeah. They're they're a part of the experimentation by Big Pharma, and you go, I see. You go, interesting, interesting. Yeah, they don't have a website, but let me tell you, they've got a YouTube channel. They've got they've got newsletters. Yeah, uh, and uh, we also have this, and it's like yeah. a membership. It's like the Frontiersman. <laughs> yes, yeah, something like that. So bizarre, Jerry. Good, good. So uh, I'm waiting to hear that knock on your door. Can't wait. Woo! You know what so, I can't wait for? What? Emails. Females. We got four, RJ. No, actually, oh, yeah. five. Woo! Under the wire, hey? You want to hear from Alex San Filippo? Not a real name. Maybe not even a real person. Well, you be the judge. Let's see. Hey! I just saw Criterion Creeps in the related show section on the Apple Podcasts app, which made me want to reach out to you again about collaborating. Uh-oh. <laughs> I've got a few win-win ideas. The main oh. one being Podmatch. Podmatch oh. helps your show by finding you great guests and instantly monetizing your podcast. Wow. To keep this email short, I recorded this quick video that explains... I'm not clicking. Really? Here's where you get, can get started. Podmatch.com. I know you'll find great value from Podmatch. Let me ju- let me know when you join, because I'd love to follow your show and help share episodes. As a podcaster myself, I know how much that helps. <laughs> Smiley face. Wow. No pressure to join if it's not for you. I'm just looking to help. Here's another oh, yeah. thing that may interest you. A tool specifically for helping podcast hopes manage their workflow. Pa- Podcastsop.com. You know, you know about SOP? You know about standard operating procedures, RJ? I, well, I'm one of the biggest SOPs around. If there's anything at all I can do to be helpful, just respond to let me know. Looking forward, Alex Sanfilippo, founder of podpros.com. Wow. Although I am a real person with... <laughs> In parentheses, with feelings. Okay, okay. Who responds to every email. If you don't like hearing from me, you can unsubscribe here. Sad face. So they explicitly said, although I I am am a real real person. person. With feelings. With feelings. I I need to mention that I I did not see this email beforehand. I don't have access to the emails. And um, I I didn't know that's how that was going to go. Got him. I had, he got me. Uh, so here's the thing. They he mentioned if there's anything to help to reach out 
are you going to reply and be like, you know what would really help? And then, you know, give them some of that Duncan sass, you know? You know the Duncan sass? Y- y'all know about pod match? You know about pod match? Boost your brand. Um, I-, I just typed in pod match into Google, and there's and- a, a Reddit thread from podcasting. His pod match is scam. Yeah. Here, here are my thoughts. Uh, I'm going to say probably. Podmatch review, the fastest way to get booked on podcasts. Is it? What a deal. Wow. What oh, a twist. Man, I, on YouTube, there's an interview with Alex Sanfilippo, founder of wow. Podmatch. Tinder for podcasters. Holy cow. This is from a, uh, a podcast on YouTube called Women in Podcasting. That sounds huge. No. It sounds just... That sounds incredibly huge. And then from VictoriaWeek.com, amplify your brand with Podmatch with Alex Sanfilippo. Wow. <laughs> Great. I just might. Uh, I just might. I don't know if you could hear that. That's the sound of me clicking garbage can. Did you unsubscribe, though? I didn't. I, I welcome oh, you're your... you're going to get another one, then. Good. Yep. Tune in, as folks. As long as you're okay with that. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You want to hear from perhaps a real person? It might be. Let's see. This is an email from a new a new emailer. Not not real. Mark Silvestri. Not real. You know Mark Silvestri. I know the, Sylvester Stallone. You know the the artist of the darkness. Uh, is is that the Mark Silvestri? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mark Cyberforce. Didn't he draw for uh, Colin Bunn at one point? Uh, he might have, but I mean, everyone's worked for the Bunster. The Bunster? Uh, I'm okay. Su- I'm sure there might be other Mark Silvestris in the world, but... Doubtful? Yeah. This, yeah. Anyways. There, there's only one. Let's get to this email. Ah! Hey, Creeps. Uh-huh. Long-time listener, first-time emailer here. Oh. I've been meaning to write in since my review of Lacombe Lucienne was read during the Who Hates This Film segment, but I couldn't mm-hmm. think of any interesting topics that weren't already discussed. That changed after reminiscing with a friend about our uh, joint movie-watching history and a memorable viewings this past weekend. He brought up a time like 20 years ago when I showed him Kids and Bully and how he thinks about those movies. Remember, mm-hmm. RJ, when I showed you Kids? Uh, I am aware of okay. when you made me watch that movie. That got me thinking about the first time I saw kids on the Showcase review sometime in the late 90s or early 2000s, and how Showcase was seemingly the only channel in Canada that showed indie, Canadian, and foreign films full-length, uncut, and with all the good bits left in. And we all know what good bits mean, RJ. I I don't. Could you elaborate? Tits. Fucking. Excuse me? Question. As fellow Canadians, Mm -hmm. do you remember the showcase review or have any memorable first-time watches on the channel? I found a comprehensive list of every film shown. RJ, I'm not sure if you're aware, uh, this very list of the showcase review was comprised by one Corey Nalder. I don't don't buy this. Uh, I I believe uh, Mark would be shocked shocked to discover that... uh, I have spent many, many an evening watching films on the couch of Corey and Alder. Uh, and uh, yes, I, I think I've assisted somewhat with the showcase review page, as well as the Southern Albertan 
film list? Not only do I not believe it, I think it's I think it's kind of cruel for you to try to do something like this. No. True story, though. Um, mm. These are the films I remember watching at a far too young age, or at least the ones that left an impact. Cronenberg's mm. Crash, Exotica, In the Company of Men, Kids, Lost Highway, Robert Blake's character gave me nightmares mm. as a kid, Midnight Cowboy, Naked Lunch, The Simpsons put this on my radar, but I don't think I finished watching until many years later, mm. Train Spotting, mm-hmm. and You uh, Too Mama Tambien. <laughs> tu Mama Tambien. Of these, Crash Kids and Future Creeps Exotica and What You Tell Me and uh, were top tier viewings. Thanks, Creeps, and have a great show. Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you for Mark. writing in. Allegedly, I wonder, real person. I wonder uh, what we had to say about uh, Mark and his letterbox if he was on our Who Hates. Which film was it again? La Combe, Lucien. Uh, we're probably on board with him in some in some fashion. So but yeah, yeah, I remember that showcase review. I remember watching that. Uh, yep. As a as a young boy, back in the in the nineties, I don't have introduced to, li- to all kinds of class. What kind of class? Like which ones? Real class. You want to take a look? It. You want to take a look at this list? I'll just send it to you. Sure. There. Boom. From our good downloading. Friend. Yeah. Downloading. Input. In input. Alphabetical order. I'm clicking the shit out of this thing. It's not opening. Okay, here it is. There oh my go. god, there's 15 of them. Oh my god, this is a nightmare. <laughs> well. Skype redirected to Microsoft Edge for some reason. Wow. There you okay. go, folks. That does your thing. Uh, the one I remember, and I'm not sure if this was showcase review or not, but uh, is he, I don't think it was Bravo, but The Cook, The Thief, uh, His Wife and Her Lover. Oh, yeah. That. That was that some, steamy affair. That's some Peter Greenaway, baby. That was uh, some good stuff. And What was Okay. I don't know if I know that film precisely. Oh, you'd love it. No, I know it. I've never seen it, though. Yeah, you know it. That's the one that stands out for you? Uh, Boxing Helena. I remember watching that. Fucking, I hated that movie. <laughs> like, Good? a lot. Maybe it's better. It's uh, from David Lynch's daughter. Does she make other films? Uh, or was she, that a she, one she, in... She made two, I think. Or Is maybe the other three. one good? Uh, I don't mind. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, she directed uh, apparently nine things, but four features. Four real films, we'll call mm. them. Uh, Box in Atlanta, Chained with my boy Vincent D'Onofrio, mm-hmm. Surveillance, which is not so good at all, mm-hmm. and uh, a little picture called Hiss. Hiss? She's sexy, venomous, and she'll swallow you whole. Based on the far eastern uh. myth of the snake woman who is able to take on human form. Um, That sounds cool. No. Is that a Creeptober pick potentially? Possibly. I'm I'm not I'm not mad at it. You're not mad at it. I'm a big fan of Midnight Dancers. Do you know Midnight Dancers from uh, 1994, Jared? Uh, it's kind of a Rob Eagle pick. N- no, I'm not, no, not familiar with that one. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I haven't found it on here yet. But. Uh, What's that movie with uh, Kevin Costner where he like kidnaps a kid and Perfect World? Perfect World is that Clint Eastwood? Is that on on this list? I haven't gotten through every page. Not sure. It seems like kind of a mainstream-ish movie, but I mean, like, I mean, mean, Usual Suspects is on here though. 
Uh, but that movie was kind of a, an indie film, uh, indie at first. indie-esque. It had, okay. It was like a low, it was like small budget and, and it just got word of mouthed into stardom alongside that Kevin Spacey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just got through the list. It's not on there, but so I, I don't think I've seen a ton of those films, but I, I did watch a lot of movies on showcase and a perfect world was on showcase twice a week. I think. See, I want to say The Fly, but it's not on this list. But no, it's possible. I'll just never actually play. Maybe that was like a. Maybe that was actually because that movie's also like a bit, fairly large budgeted movie by a Canadian. But it might, it might have been on uh, on Sci-Fi or whatever. It is. Space. Space. Space had some good shows sometimes. Yeah, that Star Trek. You know about that? You ever you ever watched Star Trek? What's Star Trek? Uh, I don't know. I think it's about some dudes in rocket ships. Is that the one with Gandalf? Mm, actually, I don't think Gandalf's ever been in Star Trek. Yet. 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 We you don't know about that uh, Brave New World or Strange New World. That's spirit. that's true. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Oh, uh, California with a K, starring one David Duchovny and an old Brad Pitt. And Brad Pitt Lewis. You know Brad P. I know Brad P. Mm-hmm. I know Brad PP. You know about Brad PP? He doesn't. Nope. He doesn't know. He doesn't know about Brad PP. He does. He doesn't know about Brad PP. I'm, I'm, okay, looking, I'm, I'm looking over the list. Yeah, I had a good look at it. There's some good films on there. There's some Criterion films, yeah. and then there's a lot of um, erotica on <laughs> there as well. Oh, you know what's on this list? What's that? The Mangler. I I saw that the Mangler was on there. Is that the Ted Levine film, The Mangler? Mm-hmm. Oh man, he plays the mangler, right? That's right. Like he, I probably yeah. saw Natural Born Killers on there. Uh, yeah, actually, me too. Probably, yeah. I definitely watched that on Showcase, and I remember not liking it as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty confident that I would also not like it as an adult. Yeah, not really for me. Mm-hmm. I see, Some would I say. Yeah, I remember when uh, Pulp Fiction was going to air on there. That was a big deal. Uh, they promoted that a lot. Yeah, my at least that's my memory. But yeah, Reservoir Dogs, Resi Dogs, Resi Dogs, Resi Dogs. Yeah, I know about Resi Dogs. Yeah, that was a movie I watched once. Ooh, Ooh. you know you know about movies. I know about some. Yeah, I know yeah. about movies. He knows about movies. Yeah, the cinematic arts. Big movie guy over here movie yeah interesting list i i wonder if that person is from canada they, they, they i know they, they said they were but yeah. i wonder where in canada you know what i mean where where give us your address yep maybe your credit card information mm-hmm. and what like social insurance sure yeah just for um what did rj just <laughs> vlog what Island of Lemurs, Madagascar. This this cover art. <laughs> <laughs> you you know it's narrated by Morgan Freeman. It's forty minutes long. Uh, and uh, at every point they're like, "Here are the lemurs. They're incredible." And then it goes, "Here's Madagascar. It was safe safe to the lemurs." And then humans destroyed ninety percent of the the green life. And you go, 
cool. Whoopsies. Whoops. At every turn, here's a cool animal. And then humans have hunted them to extinction. And then you go, cool. Mm-hmm. Very interesting stuff, Jared. Did you know that lemurs, and it's in this, but I knew this before, and a friend of mine for years now always brings it up that I made it up. Did you know that lemurs rafted from Africa to Madagascar? Did you know that? I did not. Now you do? I just want to also mention that uh, Mark Silvestri, the cartoonist, the, yeah. he, his mark is with a C as opposed to a K. Our uh. mark. Silvestri did a – did he do cable or did he – he did some Rob Leefield stuff, didn't he? Well, no, he had his own outfit, and he still does. Mm. Top cow. Can he draw feet? Uh, he probably struggles. Yeah. How come feet are so difficult to draw? You know, that's the uh, the image guys. Yeah. It's just it seems little, weird. Just, just a little triangle. Yeah. I yeah. mean, or, you know, just do like, I don't know, squares? Yeah. Oh, seems weird. Seems weird that no one can do feet. Oh, well. Would, would you like to hear from Lawrence Kreisak? No. Okay. Well, that's fine. We won't. <laughs> Moving right along? Moving right along. Uh, Rob Eagle. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's Lawrence got to say? Did he also oh. watch the lemurs? Uh, we'll find out. He has an email titled, Reach for the Sky. Oh. I don't know if that's a reference. That's a Toy Story reference? Perhaps um, I think could be if he's a big Briscoe's uh, fan. I think it's Toy Story. Hey, creeps! Mm-hmm. I was recently listening to episode two hundred and six, "The Leopard," um, what? which I'm sure is an episode that you clearly remember recording, as though it was only yesterday. As RJ goes, "What?" <laughs> well, I mean, I remember the leopard, but I don't know why anyone would be listening to the leopard currently. But is... for me. It falls into that black hole of 2020 where I stopped listening to you two sweet angels for 10 months. Oh, did he did he relinquish his Patreon for those 10 months, though? <laughs> he might have. Oh, dang. Okay. I just wanted to follow up on something you talked about a mere 756 days ago. Yep, yep. Jarrett, you come down pretty hard on old Tom Hanks in that episode. Ooh. You declare that he's just not one of your dudes. You had apparently only seen 20 of his 122 credits on Letterboxd. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm wondering, have you softened your stance on Tom Hanks, American's dad, over the last two years, and experienced mm-hmm. more of his oeuvre? Or have mm-hmm. you dug deeper in your distaste? I feel like I'm being baited out here, because uh, last night I, I sent to Lawrence uh, a clip <clears throat> that I also sent to you, RJ. Uh, yep. From yep. the uh, the Boz Lerman film, Elvis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I Could think, you describe like, that clip? Well, I think uh, if anyone who uses Twitter th- and like has probably movie viewing or of any sort going on on their Twitter, they probably got this push to them. It's like, what's it called? The, the It's White clip has finally dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> People can check that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, I saw it on multiple channels, and it was interesting in every one. Yeah. Every way it was used, I was on board for it. So Tom Hanks has now been in 139 credited films. Yep. I'm at now 23. Uh, you are? Yeah. What? What? 123, did you just say? No, of 23. Oh, and it, I was going to say that can't be true. So it, it went up somehow. I think it's, it includes probably things that weren't listed before, like that Ray Harryhausen documentary. 
where Tom yeah. Hanks says that uh, Jason and the Argonauts is uh, one of the greatest films ever made. And then cut to black. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've seen any of these movies since then. So, no, I haven't. <laughs> that sounds like high praise. High praise. So, what's your deal with Tom Hanks? Why do you not like him? I don't know. You just not a Tom Hanks guy? It's between him and now his kids. What, what are you talking about? Chet Hanks? <laughs> White Boy Summer? Chet Hanks is a uh, like an international yeah, a lot, treasure. So, 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 yeah, a lot of people are international treasures by this definition you present. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know about White Boy Summer, Jared? Because technically, I've, I heard. you could be living it right now. Yeah, I've, I, I know. I remember. You, you know? You, you careful with that. I believe, I believe uh, a f- friend of the show, Sugarhead, has been messaging Chet Hanks. Yeah. About White Boy Summer, but sure. I don't think Chet has replied. I I can say about Tom Hanks, my uh, I've not dug any deeper mm-hmm. into Tom Hanks' indifference or just like not caring. It's the Hanksverse. Yeah, the Hanks, the Hanksverse. The Hanksverse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's about the same. Hey, that's kind of what's that movie where he's like has his face is tattooed. Where his face is tattooed? Yeah, it's like a sci-fi thing. Which one was that? Cloud Atlas. Oh, Cloud Atlas. That's uh, Wachowski twins. Or are they twins or just sisters? Wachowskis. Yeah. Wachowskis. Yeah. That's with that with Tom Tykwer. Tykwer or whatever it is. He's one of my favorites. You know Tom. You know Run Lola Run? Yeah, I know Run Lola Run. Yeah, okay. What else is that guy in? Tom? No, uh, yeah. He, uh, Tom Tyker or Tom Hanks? Uh, the other guy, Tom Planker, is he the guy in Hackers? Uh, is he in things, or is he actually he's a director? And oh. direct, he directed a uh, Perfume. You're not talking about the guy from Hackers? No. Oh, okay. No, I we... don't know this guy. But okay. okay, Perfume. You know, I I've never seen Perfume, but in 2006, me and my friends saw the preview for it, and it looked like the the goofiest shit we've ever ever seen. I know it's like got pretty decent uh the, the movie is some love. real love and hate some people love that oh. movie and some people hate it ah you know who, you know who loves it jared duncan that's right do you know what you star rated this film yeah pretty good <laughs> jared gave a movie that was two hours and 27 minutes long four and a half stars <laughs> you're hearing it live folks four and a half stars to a movie two hours and 27 minutes. i give lots of long movies Good star ratings. Jarrett, watch this film. February 4th of 2013. Almost, you know, next year, Jarrett. Was that a first time or a rewatch? Uh, first, it just says watched, liked, and rated. Okay. That might uh, been, that... Oh, no, no, not first. Uh, first time was, yeah, eight years ago was the first time you watched it. Hmm. Okay. I'd say next, uh, in 2023, you're 10 years due. You should probably Ooh, rewatch that. Bad yeah, boy. We'll see how that movie ages. We'll see how I, you I, 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 I did. Matter. I did really like that movie, though. It's fine. That was cute. It's cute. <laughs> you can like whatever do, you, you want. Do you, do you like cute things, RJ? Q? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of scared of cute things. Two. Did you ever yep. check out Sully, which apparently Oliver Granger showered in five stars? Nope. No. And I, I remember, I think he wrote in about it. And he he's did. like, to justify his five stars, and I'm still not having it. No thanks. Yeah, I don't know about this uh, latter-day Clint Eastwood stuff. 
You saying you don't want to watch The Mule, man? Okay, 2016. That was a good year, right? It's not streaming anywhere. Jeez. Sully? Yeah, it's only an hour and 36. I thought that w- I thought that was like a Netflix deal for a long, long time. It or was. Something. It probably was. Now it's nowhere. You got to buy it. That's too bad. Have you got a nice hard throb on to see his performance as Colonel yeah. Tom Park in the Elvis movie? I mean, that film looks like it's going to be pretty watched. <laughs> Sorry, pretty wretched. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, well, when when Jared and I saw the preview for that movie and the uh, <laughs> the reveal of Tom Hanks's prosthetics, <laughs> I think uh, I think there was a renouncing. What? <laughs> But possibly in an unintentionally hilarious way. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's no crying in baseball. Hope you have a wonderful show. Your pal, Big L Dingus. Big L Dingus? Yeah. I'm on board with that. Um, There's a, uh, a League of Their Own TV show now. Fuck. Just so you know. God damn it. But... That's why Sam Sanchez doesn't write in that much anymore. Because he's watching baseball TV shows. Right. Baseball. Well, he comments a lot on my uh, my letterbox reviews, mm-hmm. which I'm not a fan of. Those reviews are public. Those are for the people. Yep. And he's uh, he's using them as playthings. Oh. Your your dogs want out. <laughs> I think, well. He might come get us. If if you see a, you're, you're, a Resident you're, you're, Evil style yeah. crashing through the window, <laughs> yeah, you're, it's like it's like I don't have dogs. <laughs> Call the police. Call the police. You know my address. Just tell them the house with the shit in it. Yeah. Speaking of knowing where you live, Rob Eagle. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. With an email entitled Six is Iron." Hello, creeps, and happy anniversary. Six years, eh? Quite an achievement, considering the ephemeral nature of most podcasts. I I think that's me just saying that they mostly end or go away. Hey, we've been trying to get this thing to end for six years. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So We we were fucking up that, too. We We can't do anything right. Yep. Yeah, that's our M.O. Nearly all the pods I listen to have gone the way of the dodo, citing the usual yep. excuses, low listenership, other mm-hmm. commitments, recurrent mm-hmm. ventricular uh, tachycardia, complicated by type 2 monotonic dystrophy. I've uh, been there. I could always tell Gilbert Godfrey was never in it for the long haul. Mm. Well, in what sense? <laughs> exactly. I see. Exactly. Are we talking about dying? <laughs> oh my god oh my god oh my god all right so here's a screenshot that a rob eagle sent me of a wikipedia oh, entry no. about traditional anniversary gifts okay so uh right across the board third anniversary leather fifth anniversary uh wood but six but uh in the u.s it's iron in the uk where rob heals from it's Sugar. Sugar? No. Will you, will you buy a chick just a huge bag of sugar? Or sugar head? Head? Oh, I see, I see, I see. The correct sixth anniversary gift is iron, but that would be a fortune to post. I came quite late to the group's party, around mm. year three. 
the three-year anniversary gift is leather. If I'd known, I could have uh-huh. sent you guys each something from my dressing-up box. Had I wood. thought about it last year, I'd have given you guys wood. Short email this week, because <clears throat> I've just gotten back home from this fun new club I joined. I've been rushing around all day, so I was late to the club and totally missed my induction. Mm. I suppose I can learn the club's rules and regulations next week. So next email, I promise, I'll tell you guys all about Fight Club. Regards, R.O. Beagle. Well, I mean, he is, like, documented as the Leather Daddy, correct? That's right. So he does have some, like... He knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Right. He has a dressing yeah. up box and everything. What do you? What does that mean? I'm not really familiar with that. What does he mean by dressing up box? Hey, you know, it's for it's like a, you know, Mr. Dress Up. Yeah. You have like a, a tickle trunk. Mm, you can got, you describe you got, what that and means? And you got your you got your your uh, stuff that you don't necessarily need in your regular wardrobe, but for special occasions, RJ. Could you describe what uh no. what that would be? Are you familiar with party favors? Uh you like know, when you, you, know, you leave about, a birthday about, party you, you know about, get like a pixie stick? Yeah, you know you have pix yeah, pixie sticks or poppers. What's a popper? Oh, you know poppers? I don't know. I don't you, know poppers. You, you, uh I think uh VHS head cleaner is kind of the same thing. You can <laughs> sniff it up the nose. Really uh I'm not familiar. It really loosens you up, RJ. Not familiar with that one. Okay. Well, Rob Rob will come by sometime. Oh, okay. 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 Want to hear yeah. from Justin Peterson? Yeah. <laughs> Summer barbecuing. Oh shit. Hey fellas, what's happening? Uh, I got caught. I got caught slow cooking some barbecue chicken legs on the grill. So now I am writing uh, in at the last minute. Wow. Oh, this, shit. this is like I can I can see the the, the barbecue sauce on this email. I wonder. What he what kind of chicken he was doing that he was slow cooking on the grill? You know, was it were they whole chickens? Do you think? Yeah, probably that would be my yeah. guess. You ever barbecue a whole chicken? I've not. You want to? No. Okay. I asked. I like I mean I like a I like a, a rotisserie chicken. The, um, you know, throw it in the oven and stuff like that. But barbecuing, it's madness. Well, why is that any different? So, so I mean, part of the thing though too is I, I don't like outside. I don't like the, I don't like the mm. heat. And one generally yes. barbecues outside in the heat. Yeah. Well, we've been cooking on the barbecue because uh, we we don't we can't turn on appliances in our house because yeah. it's so hot. Yeah, you hate yourselves. But uh, even on the grill, I'm sweating, sweating. Mm-hmm. It's heavy sweat. What about the bugs though? If you don't, I mean, this is the trade-off because like outside there's bugs. Yeah, but at the barbecue it's like five thousand degrees, so the bugs don't really they don't bug you when you're on the on the queue. Because it's so hot. In queue. In queue. You know what I mean? I see. You know about queues? Mm-hmm. He knows about queues. I know okay. about the queue continuum. Oh. Goat movie. Question of the week. Yeah. Skipping movies for the most part this summer and watching The Simpsons instead did bring me and my sons a bit closer this summer. Ooh. So what are some of the best experiences you had watching a movie or show with your families? Mine, of course, has to be watching some Vikings football games with my dad and nephew. Also introducing my nephews to Fight Club a few years back and hearing them try and piece it all together was a treat. Oh, wow. RJ, w- w- tell me about your uh, family viewing. Family viewing? Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, we never really, like... I don't know. We didn't have, like, huge family things, like, watching movies, to be honest. Like, if there was a couple of us there, we would watch a movie. But if we were all there, we would just kind of hang out and not watch a movie. Do you know what I mean? Right. We would have shit on in the background. But uh, we, we'd, we'd be, like, playing a game or something or, you know, doing things. Uh, one family viewing I remember distinctly was a Deep Blue Sea. You know Deep Blue Sea, Jared? Mm-hmm. Remember that scene, Jared? Yeah, the, the scene. With Stellan, no, not the Sammy Jackson scene. Oh. But the Stellan Skarsgård one. I sent you this probably six months ago. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you again in a second here. Do you remember the scene that I'm talking about? I I remember you mentioning the scene, but then I probably even watched this and it left no imprint at all. Well, I have a picture of it. I think. Unless I deleted it, okay. which is out of character for me. Oh, no, here it is. Here it is. Here it's it's coming your way. Here, here it is. Here it's coming your way. This is the scene that uh, I distinctly remember in that movie, where uh, Stellan Skarsgård, oh. uh, after having his arm bitten off, he is getting airlifted away, and then the helicopter falls, in, and then the shark in its mouth throws Stellan Skarsgård's body through the glass, but he's got the the breather on, so he's, a, he's alive mm-hmm. underwater. Yeah. And he's seen the people. And then after the glass does break, then the sharks, I think, fight him in two or something. I remember that movie really vividly. I watched with my family because uh, I thought that was really scary. This is terrifying. I thought it was a scary movie. And then, then they watched The Cell, and I watched like five minutes of it, and I got too scared, and I, I, I left. <laughs> you know about The Cell? I know about that cell. I got too scared. I left. I, I think it was the mid nineties when mm-hmm. my sister was like now old enough to go to the theater mm-hmm. that me and the family would go to the movies a lot during the summer. Yeah. Like kind of uh so this is like probably ninety four, ninety five sure. era. Uh that was cool. Cause it was kind of an odd like at that point I was like, Oh cool, I could finally go to see more movies rather than like my you know, having to like negotiate and figure out like babysitters or mm-hmm. people looking after, you know, my mom would have to like, would probably wind up staying home with my sister and then yeah. my dad would go to movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice when all four of us could go. Sure. Yeah. So that was nice. Seeing movies like Bushwhacked. Oh, with, with, with Daniel Stern and Judge Dredd with Sylvester Stallone. Did you go see Dredd with your dad? Like the Dread? Dread. No, Dread. No, I, I watched that on Blu-ray. Maybe you should rectify that. I'm. It's good. It's good. No, he's not a Dread guy? No. Dang. Dang. Okay. Okay. So uh, Judge my, 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 par- my parents will pretty much watch anything at this point. They'll watch. So, so they'll watch, throw Dread on for them. <laughs> well, I mean, they probably... They probably have watched it, but oh. uh, they don't talk about these. Like they just watch it and then they watch the next thing. That they're, mm. I think they're like in the tank now for like they'll watch like Russian war movies. They're as long as they're dubbed in the English. Like a Serbian film. Yeah, they'll watch. Yeah, definitely one of their favorites. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a movie. It's, it's, it, fortunately for them, I don't think it's streaming anywhere, so they won't accidentally uh, stumble across it. No, it might be on Disney Plus. They have a ton of stuff on there. Yeah, they got all the Predator movies. Yeah, so. You hear about this? You hear about that? See that? So, uh, what food, were we talking about? Foodie Talk live oh, from yeah. Creepsville. 
So have you checked out this Luigi Steakhouse yet? <laughs> oh, here he he doesn't know, but major distinction. We have two Luigi's in yep. in Creepsville, and they are not the same. They have different owners and they have different menus. But but, so but, but the owners are brothers. Yes, but the menus are different though. A little bit. A little bit. So uh, is is are we talking north or south here? Well, I mean, to me, there's only north. To me, there's only south. But yeah. see which one has the steakhouse. No, no, no taste. No steakhouse taste. Steakhouse is south, my friend. Luigi's North is just called Luigi's North. Luigi's Steakhouse. So let's, let's see how this is al- Luigi's let, South. Let, let, let's see how this aligns with you, though. So, for Justin's appetizer, he would go with yeah. the spicy calamari. Mm-hmm. For his entree, steak and spaghetti. Since Ooh. that sounds so simple, but amazing. Yep. And for dessert, turtle cheesecake. Mm-hmm. And wash mm-hmm. it all down with some prosecco. How does that Ooh. sound, RJ? Are you on the same page? Well. I gotta. I'll come forward here. I uh, I've eaten at Luigi's Steakhouse, Luigi's South, many many times when I was working for the family business. We would frequently, during the slow time, go have lunch at Luigi's. We know the owners, somewhat. I was actually at Luigi's a couple of months ago for a steak party. Jerb. They closed Ooh. the restaurant down after hours. Mm-hmm. Let us in there. So I know Luigi's pretty good. This is what I always got: soup and salad to start whatever the house soup or like the soup de, soup du jour was. Uh, so I'd get a little bit of that and uh, then I would get a steak sandwich or just a full big old steak, you know, and for dessert, let's see what kind of desserts they got. I don't usually get desserts, but no. when I was little, we would go when we were little a lot. I always got Roy Rogers. You know about a Roy Roger, Jarrett? The uh, drink? Yep. What is it? Like Coke and um, what's know. that really sweet stuff? Uh, syrup a grenadine Grenadine. ah there you go grenadine yeah yeah and then i would get cheesecake i would get cheesecake so yeah luigi's i'd get uh, a little steak during uh lunchtime the chicken caesar salad it's really big it's like a Mm -hmm. full rotisserie chicken on that salad so you get your money's worth uh i think the my go-to there i wasn't doing a pizza uh, they're yeah liver I, and onions <laughs> that's a smitty special oh that's a luigi steakhouse special too you can get a half order or a full order mm. Jared. what about veal cutlets rj <clears throat> i had it once when i was a little kid and then i found out what veal was and i went oh oh yeah oh I said why didn't anyone tell me <laughs> and i've never had it since yeah uh but baked baked seafood lasagna Pretty good. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, popular. Pretty good, pretty good. It's popular. Yeah, Yeah, I've had a lot of meals at Luigi's. Good folks. Mm -hmm. They'll take care of you. They'll treat you right there. Hey. So with Creeptober right around the corner, what are some of your goals for this year? I need to watch Mm. something from Dario Argento, Nightmare on Elm Street 4, and Friday the 13th Part 7, I think, and something truly creeps-worthy. Uh, what yeah. about uh, video violence? There you go. Is that on, go. is that still on YouTube? Probably not. Let me check. I think it might be. You do your thing and I'll check. Okay. Uh, I have no goals for the year. I, yep. I, I mean, I kind of uh, stopped that. 
the goal is always to just watch as much as I can, and yep. I, guess I go with the flow. Yep. There's gonna be a little. There's gonna be some streaming. There's gonna be some some tubing, which is mm-hmm. streaming, but it's tubing. Yes. And then uh, anything I've accumulated in physical form that I haven't watched because I pretty well just watched the horror for that month. Keep mm-hmm. all, keep it you know packed in nice and tight. Um, See, so yeah, I don't know. I have no plan, no goals. Okay. Will I cool. will I be able to beat last year's and the year before's? No, probably not. That's why that's how I go in now. What was last year's like a hundred and ten or something? No, God, jeez, I think uh, like like, like a hundred and five. I think there was like one. The one year was like a hundred and twenty-two. I think that was. Two yeah, years I know ago. it was. And I think the year after that was like only like over. It was like a hundred and ten, hundred and fourteen. Kind of disappointing. I don't know how. I don't know how that happened, but it does. Mm. Oh, Jared, it's a lot of films, my man. Yeah, it is, but it's, it's a lot of films. But it's worth it. Is it? Yes. You, RJ, you got any, have you started your lists? I mean, I've got that pool. I, uh, we got some of those corpse recommendations. Yep. I uh, I got some of those in there. I do have a list, um, but my goal is to have films that are ex- almost exclusively streamable because I don't want to have to acquire films mm. in any way. So uh, right. I do have a list. I think it's at like 40 or 50 or something i probably won't hit that many no. so i'll just leave it as it is i think in the last couple of years i i usually hit 40 maybe 45 or so yeah and uh yeah, you're but kind yeah. of a wiener well let's see what did i hit last year last year i got 48 mm-hmm. and the year before i got 52 and the year before i got 47 so yeah 40 to 50 yeah. is where i uh and what is my list at this year? I have a list. It's at 57. I'm not hitting no, that for sure. For sure. But I'll, I'll leave it. But no, every everyone in movie in there, I have vetted that it is available through streaming platforms. So that I have access to. Final random question. Yeah. Have you ever enjoyed techno music? Uh. <laughs> I love a good electronic beat. Thanks for the time, gents. And may the creep be with you best from Big J Money Peterson. RJ, tell me about that. Uh, uh, when I was younger, I, I, I had a CD that just had Sandstorm on it. <laughs> just Sandstorm. <laughs> that was it. So uh, I think that's about my... Um, you, you were clubbing? You had your, uh, your glow-in-the-dark green bracelets? Yeah, when I was like eight years old, listening to Darude Sandstorm. But that is the uh, the large and the short of it, I would say. Yeah, you like, uh, what about, how do you feel about EDM? Uh, I know a guy who listens to EDM. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to say. <laughs> yes? No, that's it. I got to say. I got to say. Okay. Yeah, so uh, I, uh, I I can't I, I I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't have a whole lot of uh, experience in that world, so uh, I'm not the best gauge. But uh, Jared potentially could be. Mm. I like electronic music. Mm. I don't know if I would say mm. I'm a techno man. What about synth, Jared? What about Stranger <laughs> Things style synth? Oh, RJ, don't say Did I ever... don't, don't say that. Did I ever send you all those subtitles about the synth when I was when we were watching Stranger Things? 
Because every time the synth is playing, it's got a different subtitle. It's like foreboding synth. And it's like hopeful synth. No, I don't, like, know, if, I don't know if you sent those to me. I'll see if I if I got them. It's like industrial synth. And, synth, and you're like, what? There's a lot of synth, my man. Yeah, if, if, um, yeah, I'm not sure what... Yeah, Techno's a weird one. Because I think I know what he's talking about. Because I would say that your Mortal Kombat theme would kind of fall into that. I like that. But I think... Big fan of that. Yeah. I don't know if he's a big fan of Acid House. Acid House? Yeah. What's Acid House, Jarrett? Uh, it's like house music. but It's house music? Yeah. Hmm. There's, the, yeah, not, there's a lot familiar. of talk about Detroit, the, the Detroit scene. There's the ger- German techno Frankfurt tape scene. Like Detroit the, Rock City? In, influence of Chicago and Detroit. Growth of German scene. Ooh, here's Tanith. I'll send you a... Here, I'll send you a, You tell me. We want to hear a guttural reaction to this uh, image of Tanith. Let me see Tanith. I don't know if I have these pictures anymore. I definitely sent them to all the gobble. Ah... Uh, and Tanith is uh, is important for what reason? I don't know. I, I just saw Tanith and I went, that seems like RJ's kind of guy. DJ, yeah. D- DJ Tanith. DJ Raw Tanith? Is that a. He is name? one of the most popular German techno DJs. That's T E K K N O. Oh, like Ger- Oh, like Enrique Stalin. He was German techno, was he not? Well, okay, so this is like him now. Oh, you're sending me another picture of this guy? Uh, eventually, there we go. Okay. This is him. Um, it, it looks like know. he's fixing himself a cheeseburger. Uh, yeah, it looks like he's getting ready. Or something, yeah. you know? Doesn't look like he's playing techno. It looks like he's making a cheeseburger. It's <laughs> like working knobs. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, I'm getting closer to these pictures. I'm going to send them your way soon. Oh, no. I'm getting closer. Oh, jeez. It's uh, about two months back in the uh, Gabagool's chat, so it's... Um... Oh, I see. I, I'm left out again. Do you want to be added to the Gabagools? Oh, I don't know. You'd have to get permission from the other ghouls. Jared, can I ask yeah, I, you a question? I, I, I don't think you can just like make these decisions arbitrarily on behalf of the group. I can't, but... Uh, do, you have to, do, add... do I have to be bit? By the ghouls, and to be you do infected? have to be bit by a gobble ghoul oh, to fuck. get infected. Uh, how do you feel about? Um, and this isn't a comment on the group, but uh, this is just reality. About ten to twenty notifications a day. Um, well, I've, lately I've been actually enjoying Sometimes the fact more. that like, you don't message me at all for like five, six days <laughs> straight. Now it's very good. <laughs> that's uh, that's appealing to you. You say. It's, well, very, it's very nice, but whatever. Yeah, I get, yeah. I get, I get messages all the time, all the get... time. Holy shit! Uh, here, this is a news item, I guess. But Disney Plus counts 221 million streaming subscribers, surpasses Netflix for the first time. My God, is that good? Uh, probably. Yeah. No. I mean, is Netflix that, but, has been in trouble. But for yeah, a while, Netflix no? is sta- is stagnated and is starting to dwindle. So D- Disney Plus is on the rise. It's got well, those. They, it's got those Mandalorians. It's got that Obi Wan, Jarrett. Those Mandos. Those Obi Wans. Those Obi Wans. Obi Wans. What about Obi Trace? Do you remember Obi Trace? 
Uh, Obi Trice, no games, no gimmicks. Obi Trice. I think it was there's one of those words was different when Obi Trice was saying it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no games, no gimmicks. You got it. You got it, Jared. Beautiful. He got it. He got it. He made it happen. I'm getting closer. Are we still reading emails? Uh, I mean, now we're talking about my initiation into the Gabagools. Gabagools? I don't know if you're ready for the um, the responsibility hey, of it, Jared. You know uh, Gigi uh, D'Agostino? Who? Uh, Gigi D'Agostino. Here you go. Diagognostino? Diagostino. Uh, let's see. YouTube clip. What are you sending me from this YouTube? Is, this, this is some sweet music. Uh, maybe we can get you uh, j- jamming out here live in silence. Here, wait. I can um, I can turn <laughs> put my some... headphone to the speaker. Okay. Oh no, we can't do that. No. You just you just no. Don't. I can't hear any of it. It's not, oh. It's not how the microphone works. But it is because I can hear it. So if I put it to the no. mic, no, that is how it works. Yeah. So I don't know if you remember this music from the uh, the end credits of Uncut Gems. I I didn't remember that it was un- Uncut Gems, but I do know this music. Mm-hmm. I might be speaking loud, but it's because I can. Uh, <laughs> I'm listening. This yeah. will work. This will work. Nope. Not even at all. Like not even a little bit. <laughs> there, there we go. Uh, that's good. See, it works. V- eventually, it works. eventually. Well, I just didn't have it close enough. I think was all. Uh, but if it's if I can hear yeah. it, the mic will pick it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, I got some picks for it. Does that get you? Does that get you wanting to jump up and down? It's it's getting me to want to do something. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I just sent you. Uh, some uh, some clips from uh, Stranger Things season four or uh, volume four, I believe it is Ooh. called, on uh, the Messenger. Oh, on the Messenger. Mm-hmm. Well, it was all on my phone, and there was more than just what I what I just sent you. But uh, after a while, I think I um, I think I gave up trying to keep track of it. You know what I mean? Uh, r- rapid, confident synth music playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, curious synth music playing, hopeful synth music continues, and mm-hmm. mysterious synth music playing. Mm. Which uh, which one's your preferred? Rapid confident synth? Probably. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Uh, there's one thing I wanted to share though on the air. Okay. Uh, I feel like there's been a lot of like abuse now uh, in our chats and our correspondences and discussions about thumbs down guy. Uh, abuse on on which end? Like just using it. It's, it's almost like spamming it in response to anything and everything. Uh, there's, you're, been, you're, there's, there's been an uptick. You're you're uh, talking about uh, my use. Yes. Of... Yeah. So how, are, are you aware? Are you aware it... this guy has a name and he owns it? And you can get a cameo from him. Uh, I didn't. I did not know that. Is that what you'd like for your birthday this year? Gary Donaire, uh, D-U-N-A-I-E-R, Donaire. Okay. Uh, in parentheses, thumbs down guy. Beloved mm-hmm. meme. My my GIF has over three hundred million views. Mm-hmm. Yankees fan favorite Mets fan. Or sorry, Yankees fans favorite Mets fan. Book me on Cameo and and get your very own thumbs down. 
Uh, I mean, I agree with yeah. him entirely. Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. So are you? We all know it's almost Bruce Valanche's birthday. Is is he saying that this is what he would like? He uh, wants a thumbs down. No. Birthday gift. No, I would, cameo. I would prefer not. Really? No. I don't know. I don't know if you'd bring it up if you didn't. No. But that's it for emails. Somehow oh, cool. we're here an hour in. Yeah, let's uh, wrap it up. Wrap it up. RJ, what's been creeping on this week? Uh, I watched more true crime stuff. Okay. Uh, what was it? Um, nothing really of worth talking about. We watched the Night Stalker one. That one was pretty in-depth. That one was good. Okay. We watched a British one called The Ripper. It was mm-hmm. okay, but, you know... It's about British people. Oh, dear. Uh, we watched one called Times Square Killer. That one was interesting, too. Um, I, w- I wish they had went more into it. Because uh, they called this guy the Torso Killer. And then you're like, that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, you don't get a whole lot back on it. Torso. Torso. But uh, the Night Stalker one was um, interesting. That one was good. Uh, but I did watch some Marvel stuff, which I'm not going to talk about a lot. But I watched that Spider-Man and that Doctor Strange. You know about those movies, Jerp? Uh, I've I think I've heard a thing or two about them. The Spider-Man? Yeah. So, I watched There's Spider-Man. multiverses, right? There's multiverses. Yeah, this was a apparently a big movie. A lot of people liked it a lot. Um, I've seen all of the Spider-Mans. I've seen them all. Uh, and so I I feel like I'm familiar with what they're doing here. Did you know, Jarrett, and this may be a spoiler, so skip ahead if you haven't seen it, but did you know that all the Spider-Mans are in this movie? I was aware. I think, yeah. I think we're all aware. I think we're all aware. And the Spider-Man villains are also in this movie? Mm-hmm. So you got Tobey Maguire, and you got Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, you got Willem Dafoe, and then you got Flint Marco, the Sandman. Remember Flint Marco? Mm-hmm. There's a scene in this movie, Jarrett, where Sandman is fighting the new Spider-Man, and he goes, Spider-Man, it's me, Flint Marco. The Sandman. The Sandman. He says, it's me, the Sandman. Don't you recognize me? And I went, okay. (laughs) Uh, And then you got uh, Andrew Garfield and his two villains. You got Jamie Foxx as Electro, and then you have uh, Reese Ifans as the Lizard, reprising his role. Wow huge right yeah and then in the there are no villains from the tom hollands represented which i find is strange because you have five villains and spider-man's big thing is sinister six and it's like they could have had one more right maybe the audience is the sixth member I, I i think it is i think it is uh so i watched this last week after we recorded uh, yep. so it's kind of late um i watched most of it Maybe the day after. Uh, I, re- I remember when this movie came out. Like, there were all those, like, people talking about it. And there was that one guy who's like, I wish we could emulate the theater experience at home with people cheering during this movie. And you're like, I think we talked about that. Like, the guy wanted a laugh track or something for the movie, which I found strange. Um, what was I going to talk about? Um, I don't know. This movie's all right. Uh, <laughs> there's some stuff I liked in it. But when I was watching this, I was like, I feel like Marvel movies are getting um, completely inaccessible for people uh, because it's like, I've seen all the Spider-Mans, um, but I haven't 
watched a lot of the new Marvel stuff. And uh, even though this is a Spider-Man movie, there was um, there was like some of Marvel stuff mentioned in this. And like, I'm like aware of this stuff. I have the Internet. So like I pieced it together. But I was like, man, I couldn't imagine like some like and I know what you're like. I know what people will say to their I couldn't imagine someone just like walking into this movie and just watching it and not have seen Marvel movies for the last couple of years and then coming home being like, what the, they, they'd be so fucking lost. And I know what people are saying. It's like, well, no one would do that. And it's like, no, people would do that. People would like only show up for like the Spider-Man movies. And especially like this one that was like getting a huge, like uh, talk. People would just show up for this one. Maybe not having seen one in a long time and being like, what the fuck is this? Cause like every character interaction is just like, Peter, it's me. I'm this character. Don't you remember? And it's like, like from like, I know about it. So I'm like, yeah, I, I know who this guy is, but that's like, that's his whole movie chair <laughs> is it'll be like doc. Ock and be like, Peter, it's me, Dr. Otto Octavius. Don't you remember? <laughs> sounds, <laughs> like, that, sounds, that sounds Oscar caliber. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre to watch. It's me, Peter, Flint Marco. And you go, huh? <laughs> it's And then the other half of this movie is um, referencing to like memes. So there's like Willem Dafoe and like, I'm sure in the, in the theater, it got like huge like applause. But like, there's a scene where Willem Dafoe looks in the camera and goes, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh. And I'm sure every, like, like I didn't, I'm, I'm not, like I don't dislike it or anything like that. I'm not trying to be, like, I'm not trying to shit all over this movie. I know a ton of people love it, but it's like uh, watching it at home by yourself, like in the basement. You're just like, mm-hmm. you're like, hey, that's the meme, and then that happens kind of again and again. It's this movie's memes, and then characters trying to reintroduce themselves to Peter Parker and being like, hey, it's me. Remember? <laughs> and then remember Spider Man. And then the new Peters come and uh, Andrew Garfield is really good. They gave him kind of a uh, he's got a weird energy. He's almost like bipolar kind of like he's very like frantic, like uh, manic in this. Um, he He's really good. Tobey Maguire seems completely uninterested in this. <laughs> and I think he's playing like he's supposed to be playing like older, tired. So he's just kind of like tired from like being Spider-Man for so long. But like him as just a a human person he seems like disengaged do you know what i mean he's like hi i'm peter number three there's three peters here and you're like okay and then a new spider-man i don't know he cries a lot he tries to kill some people in this and his big their big things like not killing but then i also remember an infinity war or endgame or one of those movies uh where spider-man uh activates instant kill and he's just killing mass hordes of aliens and it's just like yeah it's new spider-man you know what i mean Jared? Mm-hmm. so anyways uh there were some stuff that i laughed at i was like yeah that's a good joke I, I i thought andrew garfield had some good jokes there were some things i was like that's good and i was like those are nice callbacks but there is definitely a lot of um looking at the audience in the face kind of uh references you know what i mean fan service uh some would say some would say so yeah there's that which is all right um i know a lot of people love that so whatever uh, and then i watched this doctor strange which i wasn't going to but uh i see a, 
again, it was memes. I saw a lot of memes about the Illuminati with uh, <laughs> Professor X and Mr. Fantastic and whatever. So I was like, all right, whatever. I was like, I'll throw this in because it seems like something of a sequel to the Spider-Man anyways, um, which it kind of is. Uh, do you know Sam Raimi made this movie, Jared? I, I forget that he made it. Mm-hmm. I will say. All I, all I know is that there was a pure, like, I think after the movie came out, there was some some hand-wringing about how this movie is really disturbing. and uh, It's not, uh, it's and, not and, disturbing. And, and children shouldn't be allowed to see it. I, I actually did hear a, a co-worker say that they didn't like that it had demonic references in it. Oh, no. So this does have, um, it's basically Book of the Dead. It's evil dead, witch stuff, and like necromancy and things like that. Here's the thing I will say about Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, it does feel a little, it, it follows the same path as all the Marvel movies, but some there are a couple like very brief scenes of like horror movie stuff that seems like it's sam raimi like he actually somehow got uh approval to kind of they let him do a scene on his own do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's like it it does actually feel like a sam raimi kind of thing even though it it is overall marvel so like i thought that was kind of neat like some of the scarlet witch stuff um she's like horror movie imagery um type things the way the scenes play out i was like yeah this seems a little different than uh, a lot of the marvel movies but um it is also doctor strange in general is kind of shitty <laughs> because him and scarlet witch my review i, I pointed this out but th- this whole movie is just people going like this Jarrett, like with their fingers they're like wiggling their fingers and their hands that sounds true to the comics that's what uh steve uh, ditko doctor strange always did i mean weird I'm sure weird, little, weird hands <laughs> I'm sure it is, uh, but if it's the wizards or not the yeah the whatever the wizard Doctor Strange guys are, they have yellow stuff come out, and then Scarlet Witch has red stuff come out, and then those things hit the other people, and then they go ah, and that's uh, the two hours of this movie. Hmm. So, Doctor Strange, who who plays him in those movies? I I forget. Uh, I think his name is Bruce Valanche. Bruce, they got him. <laughs> they got him. Man, he's looking. He's looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He he's pretty good. Oh, actually, one one thing about Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, oh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbund or uh, whatever. He is. I I think it's the writing, but like he is so um, inconsistent. Uh, like his character is so all over the place like he'll be um he'll be like really short and temperamental in one scene and then the next scene he's like take your time it's fine i'm here for you and you're but then the next thing he's like hurry up i'm dr strange i don't i don't fuck around and he'll be like oh like he like yeah like i think it's the the writing or something like that but uh Mm. there's like his character it doesn't make sense like he's very um you can't get a read on what this guy's supposed to be. You're just like, you're like, why is he doing this kind of thing? It's really weird. Uh, another thing, I actually did take notes. Um, the, the the magician guys use portals when it's convenient, and then whenever they're in trouble, they don't use portals, and it yeah. doesn't make sense. Well, otherwise, they because so they can stay in trouble. I know. I mean, I get it, but it's like that's a major. Look, have you ever tried writing a screenplay? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want to hear some writing, Jarrett? This is a actual quote quote okay direct quote a magic book of good that gives the sorcerer anything they need 
to defeat evil. Okay. Uh, does that sound like uh, writing? Yes. Yes, it is. It is. So it, the, the, the way to fix things is this magic book, and they say it's the book that will give the sorcerer anything they need to fix things. Well, you know what they need? Super blood. Apparently. Apparently. So that's weird. There's a guitar riff that's weird, too. Uh, I actually – I just pulled up um, – Oh yeah, Doctor Strange sleeps with an iPad set up like a ta- like a computer on his bed, which I thought was weird. <laughs> like when you go to sleep, you probably close your laptop and like you know, right? Well, or do you ever mean, fall asleep with it open on your bed? I, I I have had it on my chest and like okay. started to drift off, but usually I kind of snap to before falling asleep because that's just going to slide right off. And I'm not a sorcerer supreme. You're not a sorcerer supreme. You're not. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Well, so I'm anyways, only a mere podcaster. You're just a mere podcaster, Jared. For now, though. For now. Anyways, I just also, I looked, I did have a Spider-Man note, and I just said, this is a kid's movie. Yeah. So <laughs> Really? That's a Which, good, isn't that a good thing? A Spider-Man I, movie is a kid's movie? I mean, I yeah, I agree. I agree. If, if I saw that movie when I was like 12 years old, I would have shit my fucking pants. Well, yeah, because you're a child. They do that. Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> well, beyond the point that they should be done doing that. Well, some of us aren't there yet, but yeah. Anyways, those are some Marvel movies for you, Jer. Wow. Yeah. I don't think you'd like either. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. And you? Um. Well, I mean, I watched some films that you lent me. But, okay. But I think that those will be best discussed over on Patreon. Holy shit. Gotta get, okay. Give the people what they want. Jarrett's uh Jarrett's thoughts are now uh pay locked. That's pay-walled. right. Yeah, I'm withholding. Mm-hmm. Okay. But hey, you know, it, it's on theme because nobody wants to hear us talk about Star Trek. Even no. the JJ Abrams films. Are you talking about the Calvin timeline, Jarrett? <laughs> the, I beg your pardon. <laughs> we'll talk about it but for, that's going to be over on patreon folks if you want to join us you got to pony up and then if you're already paid you're good check it out all right check it well, out let's warp speed lights let's go to light speed on solo i want to pull my fucking shift drive shaft. punch it punch it it's like okay we didn't need that we don't need that it's there's, a character trait there's a lot of things we don't need it's me Flint Marco. shit 
if that mm. aren't are, are, if those aren't the last words one ever needs to hear about the Abrams Trekverse. I heard you were a big fan of the Calvin timeline. <laughs> well, there's only one way to uh, get some real uh, certification for that statement, and that's by signing up on Patreon and to oh, di- dive in to see how I really feel. Um, on Patreon? On Patreon. What's Patreon? Patreon.com slash Criterion Creeps, RJ. One dollar oh. will get you access to all of our episodes. Hey, Star Trek continues doing big numbers. Big how, numbers. How is it compare compared to Millennium Season Two? Uh, well, I mean, what could you compare to that? I mean, I mean, it's literally dwarfed. It's a pretty good season, buddy. Literally, I like saying that. Literally. No, it's the right way to saying it now. Literally. Literally. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like a a guy who does stuff like that too. No big deal. No big deal. Yeah. Damn. What are we talking about? I don't know. Uh, any any news you want to discuss? I don't think news exists anymore. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Oh. people love the news, especially entertainment news. Which kind? I don't know. Something about. Uh, let's see what's something about Sean Bean's trending. Uh, Grant Morrison's trending. And Why? Army Hammer's trending. <laughs> Is he eating people again? Oh, dear. Allegedly. Oh, no. Allegedly. Oh, there you go. Allegedly. <laughs> what is this? Army Hammer accusers speak out in House of Hammer trailer. <laughs> Army Hammer accusers speak out in House of Hammer trailer. Army's Hammer Hammer's execs speak out, or exes speak mm-hmm. out in the chilling House of Hammer trailer in which alleged tech message, text messages and voice messages are shared. What happened? I don't know. You gotta, you gotta tune in and check it out. Oh, I see. House of, I see. Ha- House of Hammer. I see. Sounds great. No, not bad. Yeah. Well, that's the news. That's the news. Now we got Italian politics to discuss. What kind? Uh, Italian style politics. Uh, All
così ha stabilito. Ma è proprio per questo che noi da là la dobbiamo far arrivare qua. Non volete le mani sporche. Le nostre mani sono pulite. Sono pulite. Ma i nomi. Il più importante è quello di Edoardo Nottola. We're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Hands Over the City from 1963, directed by Francesco Rossi. Mm-hmm. No tagline for this film, but a synopsis, oh. RJ. Oh. Prior to a city council election, the collapse of a building leaves a land developer and his political backers defending themselves against a scandal. Against a what? A scandal. What kind? Uh... Rod Steiger. Oh. You know about that? No. Okay. Could you elaborate? I don't know. It's a, it's a scandal. It's about, it's about corruption, RJ. Oh, okay. So, I don't know, RJ. Have you uh, taken a look at the Wikipedia page for Hands Over the City? Um, No. Why should I? Oh, I mean, mostly just to point out that there is not even quite if you take out the cast section of this there is less there's like maybe a hundred words written about this film that's good though right yeah it's interesting you don't Um, want spoilers jared well there is a there's a link to the criterion collection essay on this film by Stuart clowens you're one of your favorites i know Stu Klaus. Stu clow yeah i know Stu clow okay well, I'll just point out that it's like, you know, one of those things about important films being imported. Uh, you know, once in a while, you know, when I'm working at the store, uh, people ask, hey, so you're doing that podcast this week, huh? And I went, yep. What are you watching this week? And I go, hands over the city. And they look at me blank. And I go, it's an Italian film. And they look at me. It's from 1963. They go, huh. I go, yep. Who... Who asked you this? Lots of people. Why? No one who Why would, do they know about no, no this? One listens, no one listens good, to this. Good, show, good, but, good. but often people go, what are you doing on Wednesday night? I'm like, well, let me tell you. I got a date. We, we, got man, we got mandates. We got dates. I have obligations to the listeners of Creepsville. Obligations? Yeah. Put podcastual. Oh... Uh... So, yeah, this movie doesn't exactly... Uh, isn't one that I would uh, be writing to anyone to say, you, dude, you gotta check out Hands. Are you sure? La mano sulla cita. You sure about that, though? I would be. Hey, remember oh, Francesco okay. Rossi? Remember him? I know about Francesco Rossi. Yeah, well, uh, you really liked uh, the previous film of his that we watched. Uh, Salvatore you... Giuliano. 
Salvatore Girona. Yeah, he was talking about Italy and the people. No, I'm what, Italy. What did you have to say about Italy? Italy. I don't. I don't think I should make those statements known publicly. No, you... I don't. I don't want to get Alex Jones here. You know what I mean? Oh, I see. Oh, see, you got that defense though. Well, I, yeah, this is a character for a podcast. Yeah. People know that. People well, are aware of that. Remember how Salvatore Giuliano is one of Mark Scorsese's uh, favorite films of all time? Of course, of course. He, you he, know what else? His one of his other favorite films. We've never talked about this before. You know, Gordy. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, are we going to be hearing about Gordy again this week? <laughs> We're going to be hearing about Gordy until long, you watch Gordy for, for a long time. Until you make what's right about Gordy, we're going to be hearing about Gordy. Okay. Okay. Well, you talk. You you keep talking about Gordy. Over I there. will. I um, will. And I'm going to talk about Hands Over the City. So okay. this this is a fairly straightforward movie. This is uh, some real uh, direct political stuff. I think. I don't. I don't think that this movie really uh, hides how it feels about political power. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this, it literally opens up with a scene of a bunch of politicians and land developers who are all also kind of like pals and invested in one another's fortunes, be it making money and staying in power. Mm-hmm. Um, these are Paul, these are guys that are finding themselves on the right side of the political spectrum mm-hmm. with a little bit of help of the, the center and uh, they are they're conspiring to make Naples, the city of Naples, work for them. So instead of uh, you know working with the pre-existing infrastructure and uh, putting money into things that already into spaces that already exist, instead mm-hmm. we're going to buy up land over here. And then when the opportunity comes through machinations of uh, you know the state, uh, this being kind of municipal powers. We're going to, uh, you know, make sure that move that money gets allocated and our case is pushed and moved toward. Let's get that those projects built on the new land. Sure. Yeah. So that's that's kind of like how this opens up with a bunch of scheming dudes saying <laughs> politics, and then uh, we get this sequence. Uh, people kind of living in I don't know, like an urban center amongst mm-hmm. these like kind of like old buildings where like residences. And, you know, people are doing some renovations. People are just, you know, going about their day-to-day lives. They're, like, you know, the street markets, you know, traversing back and forth. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, like, a, a giant piece of, like, siding off of one of these buildings just falls to the ground. Almost mm-hmm. uh, hits a guy in the head. And it's like, oh. Almost. Oh, almost. Hey, that's a close call. But then suddenly, half of this building falls down, as does, mm-hmm. like, the, the other half of the entire building just comes crashing down crushes two people right off the hop um and then uh, one child one child is grievously injured in fact we read the real reveal comes loses the use of their legs in fact loses their legs and now has prosthetics but seems to be pretty happy about it pretty happy-go-lucky kid good spirit spunk lots of spunk okay that's one way to describe it that's one way to put it um so anyway, this becomes a uh, suspect, and this kind of leads, uh, you know, the the left party. Uh, I can't remember the name of the guy. I think it's Devita is the leader of the left wing party. It's played by a guy named Carlo uh, Fimarello, and sure. he's the one spearheading uh, 
like a, an investigation because he's like, mm-hmm. this is bullshit. We all know what's going on. And mm-hmm. I mean, we should be a lot more concerned about this than we are, but this power structure is flawed. It's crap. These two, like two thirds uh, collab- collaborate and they, they shut out any real change. And of course they do it all by the book. And they, they, they check mark everything to make sure that it's all nice and legal. But in principle, this is very wrong because they are not acting in the best interest of the people who, you know, whose taxes they use to basically make themselves rich. And mm-hmm. for the over the course of 90 minutes, we kind of see this play out. We see the backstage scheming of the mayor and uh, the leaders of the right and the center and the members of this this you know kind of bullshit uh, committee that gets struck to do the investigation, but it's already like determined at the beginning. We're not going very far with this. We don't want to know because we already know what the score is because we're probably complicit in this and we don't want anything to change because why would we? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, the film is very uh, critical of uh, the system that are in place here. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I was noticing when I was reading about who hates this film. And I, I don't, I think it's in some cases it works, but I don't think one needs to know a lot about Italian politics to be able to follow along with this film, because I think that these observations about power and systems are pretty across the board and noteworthy like this feels like an episode of the wire in a lot of ways but it's like an entire season's worth of a Mm storyline and it's one plot line of the wire and it just follows that storyline for whether or not it's a great depiction of it cinematically or if it's a great piece of film that's Mm -hmm. up for that's up for debate but i think like what's going on is pretty laid out there's not a lot of ambiguity there it's kind of like yeah these guys are scum and they shouldn't be in power, but they are. They get elected because they're liked and because people vote often not on um, what they actually think about something, about like uh, the morality of something. But it's about uh, on party lines and about staying in power, which I think are very relevant things uh, across like all like you know countries and regions and places, municipal, provincial, you know state uh federal mm-hmm. national like th- th- these are all like things that frustrate i think everybody so i think for anyone that follows politics or has an invested in investment in politics should be able to like follow along and get something out of this but that being said if no if, you, if a person really doesn't think about these things a great deal in their day-to-day life and they're they happen to find themselves watching hands over the city and they don't do a podcast where you're obligated to watch movies in spine order which is completely mm. arbitrary and random mm-hmm. um you, you maybe you're not going to have a great time but i, I, I find or... it i find it fascinating that in the, the people who hate this movie uh they're like I don't even know what would have brought them to watching this. Like, are they big Rod Steiger fans? <laughs> they're like, yeah, I really want to see Rod Steiger's performances, Eduardo Notola. And they're like, but I want to see him dubbed because that's how Italians made it. And I will say, like, RJ, were you aware that Rod Steiger was dubbed in this film? Uh, yeah, it was the first thing that came to my attention. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty, I'm pretty on like on track with dubs, dubs, subs, and um. Tubs. Yep. So yeah, it was one of the first things I noticed. Like, 
like immediately. Right. So, right. Uh, immediately. Immediately. I knew all about it. Yeah. I knew all about it, but that's fine. It's fine. No. Yeah. So uh, tell me more about how much you like Hands Over the City. <laughs> Do I like this movie? I don't know. I don't know. So I don't mind this movie. I, I, I think yeah. it's, it's subject matter that I find interesting. Um, I do like these sort of uh, political dramas as they creep up. This one's shot like very stripped down. I mean, Rod Steiger's the only real star in the mm-hmm. film, so there's no distracting, you know, TV actors or like, you know, Michael Fassbender's not going to show up playing an Italian, like, you know, leftist councilman, uh, distracting the whole thing. You're like, why is he in this movie? There's nothing quite like that. This is just like stripped down. Uh, one of the criticisms I've seen about the movie is that they can't tell any of these people apart. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's a lot of dudes that you don't know. They're very anonymous looking and they all wear suits. A lot of dark hair. Uh, a lot of mm-hmm. over, overweight, like Italian men uh, talking about spaghetti. Uh, putting, talking about what? Put, put, talking about spaghetti. Mm-hmm. It, it, which uh, I don't know if you noticed that uh, they put that that sauce the sauce down first and then the spaghetti on top. I, uh, I I noticed that that's an interesting style. Is that Italian style? That, that might be Italian. Maybe it's uh, Neapolitan style. Oh, like the ice cream. Like the ice cream. Okay. Like strawberry okay. vanilla chocolate, baby. Well, yeah, that's what it's all about. It's all about. Yeah. How about Neapolitan squares? Mm, no. They're fine, but they're hard to eat. Like you take a bite of it, and all that shit, but the cool whip, like or the whipped cream, just flight flies out of it. It's like, you so, know. So one of the things, and this is like a even in the, like, the little write up on here, they uh, Davida uh, describes a communist, and it's interesting because I mean, I was reminded of uh, Ralph Nader uh, mm-hmm. in terms of uh, essentially Ralph Nader served as a consumer advocate. Um, as, as in his role as a lawyer, you know, taking companies to task for, you know, seatbelt laws and like auto, like how the, the auto industry is just like, you know, mm-hmm. corrupt and, you know, working with government and like coordinating, like, well, this isn't good for the economy. We have to spend this kind of money. Like we should turn against this. Like, we, why would you even need safety? I don't even understand. And like the entire scam of like what these politicians are doing creating these laws the way it works with the bureaucrats nobody can take responsibility and they talk about like well you have to follow these codes otherwise you're if anything happens you're liable and you go to jail it's like well does anyone check if they do that well no of course not because if anything goes wrong they'll go to jail that's like the only assurance that you get but very clearly as this film demonstrates no one goes to jail and you Mm -hmm. can just get away with like using substandard materials products and just like lead people to die, and and you'd be like, well, nothing's going to happen to you, not really, um, except for the people who like get killed by your bad product or your, you know, bad housing that you're offering, your hovels, and then you're letting mm-hmm. it. Also, you're encouraged to let these places go to waste so that you can start building the next piece of shit scam thing and force them to move in over there by order of the law. And they're forced to be consumers and buy into your next scam. And then you get to keep your property, even though it's like destitute. 
and like left mm-hmm. shambles and it's just like oh this just keeps happening and it's like how i don't know how anyone can think that is like unrelatable or something like that because it's happening in italy it's like well this shit happens everywhere like this mm-hmm. is like this is uh one of the shittiest ways that people make money uh is you know through property scams and uh you know when it comes to like oh we're gonna get these grants and all this money we're gonna work hand in hand um and we're gonna we're, we're gonna skim off the top but like li- but fairly and legally because uh you know as uh, our davida our our hero uh constantly talks about it's like there's no there's no issue of morality to this should people be doing this yes you create the laws that say you can do this ergo it's not against the law but it's like well it's bullshit mm-hmm. it's because you're creating the law you just don't make you just don't criminalize the part that you should be criminalizing intentionally and i mean the movie just kind of ends even with like a, a nice little shot to the the catholic church is the eminencies there for the uh the, the the new land breaking for the new development that these guys have been scamming the whole time for and uh the movie kind of just ends on this note of like yeah uh if, if you want to change anything in your society you gotta you gotta vote differently if my dudes because these right-wing guys they're just, just call you a communist say, those are some crazy ideas you have over there uh, and the center guys will kind of play um they're ultimately going to be leaning to the right because it is about holding mm-hmm. on to power. And sometimes you can wind up being the peacemaker, in quotes, uh, in the middle. But at the end of the day, it's like, who's who's paying my bills? Who is paying your bills? And it's about keeping, you know, the system r- r- trucking along. You don't want to mm. rock, rock the boat too, too much. Mm-hmm. That's, that's mm-hmm. dangerous. Nobody wants that. Well, it's, uh, it's Abrams-esque. Abrams-esque. Some would say lens flares, not a yes. one, not a one. Potentially. Um, so anyway, from like a subject matter standpoint and like kind of the uh, context of like Rossi uh, making the movie, I, 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 am uh, glad this movie exists. There's a couple sure. of questionable filmmaking things going on in this movie, right? at like the top of the hour of this movie. We have this scene. I, I think it's Rod Steiger. He's just like walking around his office and there's this music playing over it for like two minutes, and it doesn't like go anywhere. It's just like a scene. And you're like, is he supposed to be contemplating? Am I supposed to be like into his contemplation? And then like, it, it just it's just like, oh, that feels like filler. <laughs> Where did you go with it? I didn't did go anywhere. Did you become part of his compl- contemplation? I didn't. I was just no? like, this seems to be going on. For... And there's like another scene too where some questionable film craft but i can't remember what it was but there's some really great stuff in this like there's like the one shot of like kind of like a protest going on because obviously the people who live in their hovels that are collapsing they're still their home and they need somewhere to mm-hmm. stay and there's like the shot of like a protest and all these banners kind of draped down and the camera just moving down and there's like this mass of people underneath really cool looking uh yeah there's some it's all obviously shot you know on location using real real places um you know there's like mm-hmm. you know little kids in the middle of these shots just looking at the camera <laughs> even they've been told not to but you're like ah we missed it we missed it in the the dailies that little fucking brat just looking right at the camera but it's but it, but it reminds the audience that this is a real this is like real and of course it ends with this thing at the end saying the, the characters depicting this are all fictional but this but the context and reality of it is real isn't that did you find that a little twilight zoney like potentially I, a little bit. I think that makes sense though. Yeah. That um 
Because that's what the intention. That's the intention of the smell. Mm-hmm. It is like yeah. Its sympathies are definitely obvious. I think mm-hmm. in terms of like being just like a call to action of being like, hey, this is the way things are. It's the 1960s, baby. Uh, four years from the the student riots and stuff like that. And like, and, and this like, there's real attempt by, uh, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the left in the West to like change things. And then it got beat the shit out of <laughs> by right wing power forces. And we've never really, uh, bounced back from that. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, this is like kind of like a precursor to that, but, and like, look, we're, it's, it's life is still, uh, in, in the, in the toilet and people are still thinking, being sympathetic to billionaires' houses being raided. <laughs> They're poor guy. <laughs> He's being picked on. Well, uh, when was the last time you had your house raided, Jared? Not enough, apparently. Can I get that address real quick? <laughs> I'm good. No. Oh, I mean, okay. I, I I do believe swatting is a crime now. Uh, the the, the, the yeah. powers that be finally decided. Hey, you can't you can't call cops on people and, and have them killed only we can hey i never said i was going to call the cops on you i wanted your address for personal reasons i see you I know see. what i mean i got gotcha. you you ever heard of rob eagle oh fuck no leather, yeah. the leather daddy <laughs> the leather daddy with, himself with, with, with the box he's got a box <laughs> he's what's in the box jared leather what's in the box what's inside the box Mm -hmm. so anyways so i appreciate this film but uh i'm also sympathetic to the uh, position of the film uh it was pretty much what i expected but it doesn't have that like magic oomph of like really capturing you and like sucking you in and making you like mad which i think is sort of important when you're trying to make like a uh edge pop um, sort of what? cinema agit prop, like it's like oh, okay. so get get people get get them fired up. You want to like get them pissed and like like walking out of the movie saying, "Oh man, I'm 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 Jokerified now." They Jokerified it. They didn't. They failed to Jokerify oh, it. You just wanted them to. Yeah. You personally, Jared Duncan, wanted them to Jokerify this. So, can you tell me how would you Jokerify Hands in the City? Would like, because there's not a lot of comments about society in this, or is there? I beg your pardon. How many comments of society is there in this? Film? I don't know if it's about society. Um, it's it's definitely about political systems. But you know, like the Jokerified version would be about the society of the uh, about society. of the politics. Yeah, you know what I mean. About how we live in it. Well, which society do you live in? Uh, Choose your own narrative, Jared. Choose your own narrative. Yeah. Well, that's you the know? problem. That's the basically our our guys, our our bad guys in this. You, if you want to call them that, they choose their own narrative. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, that could be bad. They're the baddies. So, mm-hmm. anyways, uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine with this movie. I'm glad to have sure. watched it. Uh, I mean, I think there's probably better films of this type that you could watch um, about landlords and them being scummy. Uh, and just like the fact that, uh, the, the, the politicians, they're leaving you and me behind, pal. I heard, I heard, yeah. I've seen it. You, you and me, Mac. I've seen it. So RJ, what did you think of hands over the city? Hands more on, like pants on the hands on the city, hands over the city. I mean, it even has this like image of this, this, this hand. 
over top of the city top, you know? Is, is, is it Does an, it? Is it an invisible hand? Is it a, oh, like a, a laissez-faire? A, 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 man, a, a man hand? You know about laissez-faire, Jarrett? Yeah, I know, do you know about The Man? Uh, I know about the movie The Man. You, you, Doesn't that star you Eugene about, Levy? You know about The Invisible Man? The Invisible. Remember that movie? Remember that? Which one? Uh, the recent one that everyone loved. Oh yeah, I watched that. That was a good show. Yeah. I know about the Invisible uh, Man. What, what was the Kevin Bacon one? Just Invisible. Ho- Hollow Man. Hollow Man. I know about Hollow Man. Do you know about Hollow yeah, Man? Yeah, it was terrific. Sure, Jarrett Duncan. Yeah. Uh, were you asking this movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Hands Over the City. Uh, you know how, how I feel about Italians. Mm-hmm. Have, a, have a drink. <sighs> Their insatiability is not just sexual. It's property-driven it's as well. material. It's material-driven, Jared. Uh, no, so I threw this on. And, uh, yeah, I did like Salvatore Giuliano. Uh, uh, which was a movie we watched once. Giuliano. Uh, Giuliano. This is Giuliano. Uh, there are a lot of hand talking in this film. So it's through this one. Oh, there, there is. There, there's, a, there's a scene. I, I think I took a screenshot of it. And there's the, there's the hands making the money signs. The, ta- the tax? The ta- yeah. Yes. The taxes. I see. I see the taxes. Quality stuff. Yeah. Um, I got I got quite a bit of screenshots in this, Yeah. I think. The way I take screenshots now, which yeah. uh, Jared knows about, but... I don't like, want to out myself to where, the where, social where media. You get, you get real excited when uh, there's like talk about toilets wow. and then cuckolds. Mm. Was there a cuck in this one? Not in this one. Oh, I, okay. I, I take screenshots like this one. Let's see here. Oh, yeah. Jared just likes large men. <laughs> what was he reading? Asian brides. Yeah. <laughs> High in scene joke. You know what I mean, Jerry? Uh, from from the the hit Smash film, it's both Kingpin. Uh, yes, yes, the hit Smash. Uh, what was I going to say? Asian brides. Uh, I don't know. What was I talking about? You, oh yeah, you're oh, checking out movie. this movie. You're checking out this movie, taking yeah. screenshots. I, I took a lot of screenshots. This movie had a, a weird um, a weird uh, play for me, where it was uh, I was equally parts. Um, interested watching like hmm and then equally parts kind of like huh? what huh just kind of like drifting away for a second not for long not for like 10 minutes or anything like that but there would be parts where i kind of just like drift away for a second and be like huh just staring at the ceiling and then i was like oh yeah a movie and then i come back and I'd be like oh yeah this is a good movie and then i huh <laughs> like i just drifted away again do you, do you know what i mean like sure yeah, so I think this movie is okay, um, in the sense, kind of like what you said, it uh, it goes by pretty smoothly. Uh, there's parts of it when I was watching where it was uh, like, um, like when they're actually just like gabbing each other, they're really like going after each other. I was just like, man, I was like, this dialogue is uh, juicy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, this is actually pretty good stuff. Yeah, uh, it, it feels like it, they're. Uh... I don't know. I, I would compare it to like kind of your uh, contemporary television shows, I guess, in terms of like characters, like Gilmore uh, Girls, like Gilmore Girls, not unlike. Okay, but like it, it has that uh, political 
intrigue of an HBO prestige series. Or, yes, it does. It does. Or, or whatever. But, you know, these characters, like, don't, they don't like each other. They're they're politicians at the same time. They're scoring points off of one another. And there's some good back and forth. There's good speechifying, good, um, I don't know, at the pulpit. and uh, Pontififying. Pontififying. Getting their point across. Scoring those cheap shots. Yeah. Yeah. There's a little bit of that. There's a little bit. A, t- of that. a touch. Yeah. So I, I find this movie has a weird blend of being um, like genuinely interesting to very boring at times where you're just like, oh, so it's got kind of a weird mix. But I do think yeah, um, when this movie runs hot, it runs hot, if that makes sense. Uh, when these guys actually start when the scenes start to dig into stuff and you're just like, oh, yeah. You're like, I see what they're doing here. It, it, it gets after it pretty good, which I like. Scenes of note. My favorite scene in the movie, uh, Fat Man at the side of his pool with that, his rowing machine. That, that literally sounds like half of the movie. Fat Man <laughs> with uh, that, a rowing machine. Yeah, that, that one, I do recall that. Now that you yeah. mention it, it's like, oh, that, yes. I just... I liked it. I like I like seeing this big dude in his like velvet tracksuit, like just hitting his row machine, and you're like, yeah, that's nice. And then his butler gets him or whatever, and his they put him in like a in like a bathrobe or like a robe and a towel. And I was like, man, this dude's got to be roasting. Italy can't be that cold. Uh, but uh, I I liked that. I also I really liked the intro when um it was like the. Uh, the press or like the drill or whatever when they pull it up and it just like slams down into the ground and they're throwing like oh, mud yeah. on it to like lubricate it i was just like i don't know why i was like i hope this when that started i was like i hope this movie is about infrastructure uh but i wanted to see more of the actual like you know building of those things i guess uh so i like that i do actually like what this movie is um like what it's going for. Like, I, I think it's a good idea. I think politics is, you know, crazy, man. I, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to get into politics, but when you see this and it's like you said, the line where it's just like politics and they're like, we make the laws. So it's like, it's whatever we say it is. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Things aren't that much different. Like, however many like kilometers away and however many years away it's like things are pretty much still the same um is how i found it but uh yeah when when they actually start digging into it and they're like getting after each other in the scenes i was really like really interested in it um and then every once in a while there's a scene where i was kind of like yeah yeah and it kind of lost me so uh i think this movie it's not bad it's not bad it actually um it's not Salvatore. It's your Leonardo. Uh, but it's, uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> I know. That's one of your faves. Uh, it is a, it's a, it's a good slice of Italy. And there's no, um, there isn't too many men lusting over, um, stuff. Spicy you know meatballs. I mean? Spice and meatballs. Other than, you know, power and greed. So, uh, yeah, they're, no, they're, they're, I, they're, these they're, these these ones are being too distracted by the power of the greed because that's how you get the women. That's how you get the women. First come into power, then come into money, and then I come into women. Scarface, ravioli, uh, ravioli, uh, beef steak. <laughs> what what um, in, what insights? What insights yeah. we got for people here? 
beefsteak. No, I I like the infrastructure stuff. I like the comments on politics. I uh, I really like the map of the city behind the guy. That oh, yeah. was neat. That was very. Cool. I do I do actually I like that. It, scene it, it where... reminded me a little bit of High and Low. Yep, it it does. I also I like the scene after like after he gets kind of confronted in his office and he's just kind of like walking around his office for like two minutes. Yeah, that's the scene that I was like the music's playing out of yep. like it's just there. You know, like he's just there. Like this is going on <laughs> i i actually kind of liked it I, he's just like he's like shuffles around here and he sits there for a minute and then he shuffles around there and he sits there for a minute and i was like well, that was jazz music uh, though RJ. i i i know it was and I, I was there for it i was there for it so i did like wow, that rj's a jazz man now apparently i am a jazz man uh i like that i like i i did actually really like the uh, council meeting at the end where it's just the. Uh, it's like Wall Street style, like people just yelling at each other with their hands, oh, pepperoni. And you're like, man, these guys are, <laughs> yeah. these guys are keep going after it. And I quote, pepperoni. <laughs> pepperoni. Uh, so I like that. Um, Rigatoni. So this movie's got some cool stuff in it, uh, but uh, it does. There are, there are a couple dips where you're just like, oh, <laughs> I don't know how to make that better. Because it's not that long. It's only an hour and forty. It's not like it's too long or anything. It's just uh, some some of it. Some of the content is a little dry. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on this bad boy. Yeah. So that that uh, it's a little undercooked. Pepperoni. Mm-hmm. You know about pepperoni? I've I'm aware of its works. You've heard of pepperoni? No. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um. Yeah. Let's hear about. Let's hear from people who hates hands over the city sure um we got soup liver 12 soup lover 12 cool yeah. soup liver one star the only way i can describe it was an italian parks and rec but corrupt and not funny and you can't tell any of the characters apart the only way i could describe it is like dragon ball z but no aliens no fighting and no like uh energy beams it's not like parks and rec at all wow I mean, it's about politics, and maybe this is that person's frame of reference. Municipal Barely. politics. This person's favorite films are Ella Enchanted, and the ship sails on, and it's a wonderful life. Half-star films include Boss Baby <laughs> and Red Notice. That's wild. The the new film, Red Notice. Red Notice, and it's going to get a sequel for being so oh. good. It's going to have a whole expanded uh, uh, universe, I'm sure. Everybody loves The Rock. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure. Especially himself. Lauer, 31. I see him. Laurel, maybe? Laurel with the three, yeah. Yeah, like like some lead speak here. Half half cyborg. Uh, Two stars. This film gave me a headache, but it sure was authentic. No one can go more than 30 seconds without yelling at someone. Um, okay. Favorite films include The Old Guard, which looks like Charlie's Theron, Trust from 2018, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, and Dirty Dancing. Oh. But what I'm interested in is they have one half star review, and it's for a film called They Call Me Jeeg. Huh. 
uh, <laughs> a superhero like no other. After accidentally coming into contact with radioactive waste, small-time crook Enzo Sicotti gains superpowers. A misanthropic, introverted brute, he uses his new powers for personal gain until he meets Alicia, a mentally challenged girl who believes Enzo's the hero from her favorite Japanese anime series, Steel Jeek. Damn. Do you know about They Call Me Jeek? Jared? I'm not aware of this film at all. Do you know about mentally challenged girls who like Japanese anime series? Uh, I'm okay on that. Okay. I'm okay. All right. Well, this person gave it a half a star. Damn. Yeah. Cold. That's the way it is. That's cold. Um, let's see here. I got another one from Pirate Neckbeard. Uh, okay. Two and a half stars. This movie, I'm sure, was an inspiration, Costa Gavras, and it is a solid bureaucratic drama that, be said, I did find it a little confusing and tiresome, probably due to the fact that I don't really know how Italian's political system works. I also think Rod Steiger, Ron Steiger was underutilized on the sheer fact that you do miss a lot of his performance when he is dubbed. This movie is quite bleak, and I'm sure it exists just... I'm glad it exists, just which just which it held my interest throughout. What? Yeah. That's, I, I, that wasn't me. That's the paragraph. Uh, well, they like Stalker and Spirit of the Beehive and Woman in the Dunes and Thing. They're from uh, Vancouver, allegedly. Damn. And uh, they do not like Argento films. Okay. You and they... That? Well, I mean, I'm seeing it. They also don't like Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know about Arnold? I'm, I know about him. He knows about Arnold. I don't know. They got ratings. There's nothing interesting. They got a bio about their ratings, and it's like, yeah, we know how star systems work. You know? <laughs> you know? You know, he don't. he don't know. He don't know. I'm just skimming the five star reviews. Um, oh, with the at the bottom of five stars, we got stir. With the, with that end quote of the film, the characters and events shown are imaginary. The social and environmental context is real. Details how privatization breaks down society until it literally crumbles to pieces. Specifically resonant as it features government officials using their insider knowledge to invest and in taking cash outside of their job. Not unlike what Nancy Pelosi and others are doing in the U.S. <laughs> Francesco Rossi kind of predicts the rise of neoliberalism, though I'm not too versed in its history, and rightfully uh, calls out so-called centrists for always being in bed with right-wing fascists. What a fucking uh, picture. There's some big words, big words there. Uh, their bio says, for me, the action is in the juice. Ooh. Uh, favorite films are Abraham Lincoln, Bend of the River, Kanathal Muthamital, and We Own the Night with Mark Wahlberg. Damn. <laughs> here's here's where it gets interesting, Jarrett. Half a star to the film from 2019, Cuck. Now, I'm not sure what that means. We talked about Cuck way back yeah, then. Yeah, no, I know, I but they half started. So okay, 
Yeah, I don't know if that movie's going to be very good. Well, or is that cuck talk? Mm. You know what I mean? Well, uh, on be the, careful. On the, one of the more popular reviews for this film that nobody really watches is from Ed, Ed, uh, Edez. Five stars. Between Salvatore Giuliano and this, I can safely say Francesco Rossi is one of my favorite filmmakers. Uh, I'm trying to find popular reviews. Edez. Oh, there they are. Edez. Edez. Uh, what's this person? Raging Bull, Network, Citizen Kane, Playtime. There you go. Half-star films include Harold and Kumar, Escape from Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's funnier when you read it out loud. It is. And you go, that movie exists. <laughs> you know what? In six years of doing this podcast, I don't think we have ever once talked about Harold and Kumar. Uh, well, we'll continue that streak. Yeah, you know what I mean? I feel, like, I feel like you, I feel like you've mentioned Harold and Kumar before. But I mean, I've seen those movies. No. I've seen those movies. Sulu? Sulu's in there. And then uh, didn't Kumar become like um, like a White House-like guy? Like, wasn't he like some kind of international diplomat or something? I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. That's like nice. Cal, Cal Penn? I'm pretty sure he became like, he was part of the Obama administration or something. Damn. Hot damn. Former associate director, White House Office of Public Liaison. Okay. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, there you go. There, there you go. go. So there's some there's some people and their thoughts. Like this. There's... Like this is our platform for our thoughts. Sure, sure. RJ, any final thoughts on hands over the city? Uh it's hands. H- hands. Uh, pants. <laughs> You know big, what I mean? Big old hands. Hands is more like pants. Yeah. Or something. I hands the size of hams. Oh. I like that. Not too bad. Not too bad. Cool. Yeah. Um, if you're into into those politics and you like those in the old movies, you like some some tautness. It's not taut. Mm-hmm. It's not taut. It's not a suspense. It's film. not taught. It's pretty straightforward. You already kind of. I think. Oh. I think everyone knows in their heart how this story is going to end. So. Oh okay. There you go. So. After the break, mm-hmm. uh, I, we marvel at the length in which this might be one of our shortest episodes in forever. Thank you, no. Patreon. It's still an hour. <laughs> still. Yeah. Who are the real monsters? Uh, the French. <laughs> they, well, they don't have pasta, do they? I don't think so. <laughs> don't they? Don't they? Don't have any? Uh, not, not yet. No, they're goofy. Oh, what else are they? Bastards. <laughs>
RJ, if you were a corrupt politician, what kind would you be? The good kind. Like the wholesome a good, kind. A good corrupt politician. Yeah, like the Parks and Rec kind. Ah. You see? You see? And, and funny. Yeah, the funny kind who's kind of like, oh, is a boop, 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 boop. There you go. All right. That guy's kind of a poop, poop, poop. And you go, okay, cool. Yep. You know you, about poop, poop, poop? You, you, can, you can write your vote for RJ, <laughs> the good corrupt politician, at criteriancrease.gmail.com. We've got a Facebook page. We're on Instagram. We're on Letterboxd. I'm Jerkling, and he's Barnlow. We're on Instagram. We're on Patreon. We're on YouTube. We've got a SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Next week, RJ, <laughs> Jane Campion Sweetie from 1989. And we're not joined by Oliver Granger because he's a coward. Wow. Huge. Is this the first Campion movie he's missed? Yep. Wow. Wimp. When he hears this episode in like six months or something, un- unforgivable. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll write in and be like, oh, yeah, I didn't know. But it'll be like eight months from now and everyone will be like, yeah, we know. We're here already. We know what you did. This fucking guy. This fucking guy. Unbelievable. Here we go. Uh, are you excited for this film? What was it? Exactly. What was it called? Sweetie. Uh, is this on the channel? Uh, let's hope. Check it. Thoughts and prayers, folks. Thoughts and prayers. Yep. Oh, let's see. Oh, well. Uh, well, you're going to find out next week anyway, folks. Good night. Woo! It's on there.